0: Never in all my years covering BYU would I have considered a game like tonight a must win for BYU, but alas, that's where we're at. Let's talk about it on Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Our title sponsor today is our friends over at Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. We'll tell you a little bit more about them as today's show progresses. But a big thank you once again for joining us here on your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal here, simply stated, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fan out there, and let's dive right in. we got a huge game tonight, 6 o'clock kickoff at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You have East Carolina and BYU squaring off. The Cougars 4-4 four and four on the year. The East Carolina Pirates 5-3 uh, and three as they come to Provo. And, like I said in the open, you could have asked me what game or games on BYU's schedule during the 2022 campaign before the season began. Say, okay, pick three of them potentially that are, are must-wins for BYU, Jake, and I would have gotten... 10 games down the list before I would have picked East Carolina, but I really feel like that's where BYU stands right now. Uh, I'm not bearing the lead here on today's show. I'm, I'm just saying this. If BYU loses this game tonight, and they very well may, I'll give you my prediction a little later on in today's show. If they lose this game tonight, I think it's an uphill slog to get to bowl eligibility. I think BYU has a fifth win already built into their schedule with that game against Utah Tech. I will give them that one, but then you have faced the prospect if you lose tonight's game at either either going to Boise a week from tomorrow on Saturday or going to Stanford on Thanksgiving weekend, having to win one of those two games, both of them road contests against teams that have proven that they can win gritty type games and having to win one of those just to get to six and six on the year. The the, the prospect of this whole endeavor is just mind boggling to me. But at the same time, that's where things stand right now with the Cougars. The, the, this is Absolutely a critical, critical matchup for BYU. They lose this game, they've lost every game in the month of October, and that would be the first time they've done that since 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It just It's crazy to think about where things were just about a month ago now, and where they stand right now as BYU gets ready to take on the Pirates. I, I look at this, and it's just, what happened? What in the world happened to the BYU football program? I, I said all offseason long that I was bullish on BYU football. I, I, was, uh, I was as big a proponent of the Cougars as anybody out there, and I'll own that. I, I thought this was a program that had the mental fortitude, the overall talent base. They had recruited well. They had uh, the the dogs to go out and get the job done. And this month of October has made me look like a complete, complete fool. And that's it's just it's it's wild to consider just in a month's time because we're we're October 28th BYU played Utah State wasn't it September 29th uh was that that Thursday night so it's been a month and in a month's time the prospects for this season have gone completely upside down think about it a month ago BYU was four and one yes they had struggled through two games against both Wyoming and Utah State kind of portending what was to come here in the month of October but they were four and one they were nationally ranked we're thinking Okay, they just keep struggling through this. They're going to figure it out at some point, and they're going to roll their way to nine and three, ten and 11 and one, maybe. That that was where things stood. And now I'm talking about BYU. If they lose tonight's game, they could struggle to even get to six and six. It's absolutely wild how different this season feels in just thirty days, roughly time. And just I. It's baffling. It is truly baffling to consider where things stand for BYU. We'll get to more of the specifics of what you need to know about East Carolina here in just a moment, but I think the bigger thing is is this is a game that BYU needs to go out there no matter how they do it. You just need to win a football game. You need to get some confidence injected back into this program. Everything. And I mean Everything has gone wrong. Players uh, have been out of alignment. Schemes have not lined up well. Tackling's been abysmal on the defensive side of the football. The offense last week just felt like they went into a hole that they couldn't crawl out of, and they just absolutely were... They kind of fell into the the lack of... Uh, what am I trying to say? The lack of confidence hole that the BYU uh, BYU defense has been in for the better part of a month, and they fell into that hole against Liberty last week. They are getting absolutely punked on all sides right now uh, when it comes to football. So no matter what happens in tonight's game, I don't care how it comes. I don't care if a guy like Max Tuli has to get three pick-sixes. All you need to do is win a football game. Winning a football game, I think, would change a lot of people's outlook inside that program of about where things stand right now. They are hearing the outside noise. They've all admitted it's hard to ignore the outside noise. They've also said that they're kind of circling the wagons, they're focused inwards, and obviously not paying attention or trying to tune out as much of that outside noise as they can, but you can only do so much. The biggest thing I think that would calm at least some BYU fans down is winning this game tonight, getting your fifth win, and pretty much assuring yourself of getting to bowl eligibility and obviously giving yourself a little bit of confidence as you head into the final month of the regular season as you get ready to Go to Boise State next week. It just, like I said, I, this is crazy, crazy to me. But I truly believe this East Carolina game. It is a must-win game for the BYU Cougars, and to consider that notion. It's truly baffling in many ways. But let's talk a little bit more about what to expect from East Carolina. Who are they? What do you need to know about them? What players you need to keep an eye on in this game? We'll get to that here in just a moment. First, throw a word on our friends over at Underdog. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. The best part is it's easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching your favorite team, in this case, BYU, play. And the best part is Underdog Fantasy is available in 30 states nationwide, including the state of Utah. The best part is you go to under the underdog website, you sign up and you pick an over/under on two to five players, and you whether it's the passing yards for a guy like Jaron Hall, rushing yards for Lopini Katoa, Miles Davis, uh, a pick six potentially for a guy like Max Tooley, all that different stuff. The best part is you go make those picks, the over/under, and then that's it. You you click submit and then you're off to the races it's easy to play like I said and available in over 30 states nationwide it is one of the f- easiest fantasy to play games out there and you can win cold hard cash in just a single game so if you want to give it a t- shot tonight my friends I encourage you to do so get to underdogfantasy.com right now sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON that's one word L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 you deposit 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks. you do the math it's truly really simple the best part is go to underdogfantasy.com and use that under dog fantasy app in the app store or google play store and download it now that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on get that 100% match up to $100 right now get in on the college football pickup action today and do it with our friends at underdog fantasy Thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On. Cougars, want to encourage you guys for your second listen today to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. If you're trying to get caught up on the night and day in sports yesterday, this is the place to do it. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide to you guys. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get your podcasts. All right, who are the East Carolina Pirates? Well, what I can tell you is they've got just a prolonged Prolific quarterback leading the way for the Pirates. His name is Holton Aylers. A great name, and I gotta say, you look at Holton Ayler's uh, picture, like his picture on ESPN.com. He screams to me that five years from now he is a young hot shot offensive coordinator. He has that look to him. The good news is, I maybe not good news, but he is a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound native of Greenville, North Carolina. He has played a lot of football in his career. Where's the number twelve uh, for? Uh, East Carolina, and he can sling the rock, my friends. He has completed 70.3% of his passes this year for 2,435 yards with an 18-touchdown to 5-interception rate... Uh, yeah, 18 touchdown to 5 interception ratio. He's actually having one of maybe his finest seasons he's had. And like I said, he's played a lot of football in his career. Uh, the other thing about this is he's got two very prolific receivers in this game. Isaiah Winstead has 59 receptions for 808 yards and 3 touchdowns. C.J. Johnson has 40 receptions for 657 yards. He's got 8 touchdowns on the season. And then Ryan Jones, their tight end, has got 4 touchdowns to go along with 344 yards pass, uh, receiving. Excuse me. So they are very, very prolific pass offense, but do not ignore the rushing attack. Keaton Mitchell, their star running back, he's got 101 attempts for 687 yards. That is a healthy average of 6.8 yards per carry. He also has eight touchdowns on the year. Rajai Davis also has five touchdowns, and then Mason Garcia, excuse me, and Holden Aylers himself has three rushing touchdowns on the season. So this is an offense, folks, that frankly, it terrifies me as a guy who covers BYU this is maybe one of the worst offenses to be facing like as i said you're you're facing a must win scenario here for BYU this is a horrendous offense to have to face in this type of a game because they are absolutely prolific on offense on the season they've uh, already tallied up 3781 yards total offense for the season. They are absolutely just wrecking folks. And the best, I keep saying the best, the worst part is, they went and beat future Big 12 opponent uh, UCF last week head-to-head and did it in pretty emphatic fashion. So, they've got a lot of confidence coming to Provo, and why shouldn't they? They've seen BYU get absolutely obliterated, their defense especially getting obliterated the past three weeks, and they gotta be thinking, hey, our offense ain't gonna be stopped by these fools. We're gonna go out there and run roughshod on the grass at Lavelle Edwards stadium now obviously there's going to be some it's going to be colder temperatures tonight it's going to dip into the 40s they're also coming from sea uh sea level to 4600 feet in elevation so those two things could play a role in this game but at the same time i thought the same thing about a program like arkansas and how much trouble did arkansas have in provo none that's the thing about this is i keep saying this is a must win for byu A lot of the things looking at this terrify me, just frankly, about the chance BYU has to win this football game. But like I said, all that really matters is go out there and find a win. The defense, obviously, is going to be under it. It feels like this could be a game where BYU's offense has got to regain some of that mojo they had against the likes of Arkansas, and they make it a shootout. you got to win in a shootout-type format. And Any stop, any... Any, I mean, one stop, two stops, I, I, any stop in this game by BYU's defense, whether it comes by interception, fumble recovery, uh, turnover on downs, or a punt, ooh, a punt, wow, they've punted three times, speaking of BYU's opponents in the last three games. Any stop in this game might be absolutely critical to BYU's chances of winning this game. On the defensive side of the football, what BYU's facing is a pretty uh, even crew. Uh, Julius Woods, uh, the, one of the star safeties, actually leads the program in tackles. with 46 on the year. His backfield uh, running mate Gerard Stringer also has 43 tackles. So uh, when you have your safeties leading the way in the tackle department, usually that means, okay, your defense has had its struggles. And yeah, I'm not saying that this is a team that is absolute world beaters. They're 5-3. and three for a reason, they, they barely lost to NC State. If they had been able to make an extra point or a field goal, they probably would have knocked off the Wolfpack. But they beat Old Dominion. They beat Campbell. They beat South Florida, who BYU has played. They won. Uh, excuse me. They lost to Tulane, who is nationally ranked. They barely beat Memphis in four overtimes. And then this past weekend, as I mentioned, they beat UCF at home, thirty-four to thirteen. So. This is a team that's kind of been up and down in their own right. And their defense has yielded some points in games. But BYU, it feels like to me, to win this game, you've got to go out there and absolutely be on it. You've got to be on point. You've got to be scoring points in bunches. Because if you don't, it feels like this is a game that can get away from you very quickly if you're the Cougars. And that... that, That's the kind of the, the tough part to consider with BYU is how uh, different uh, things look right now for them. Because I would have thought, okay, East Carolina, that okay, that, I, I had that as a win going into the season here, but now looking at how things have played out, because every season is it's kind of its own microcosm. You can't necessarily take one season and project ahead to the next one. Sometimes that works, but in this circumstance, it doesn't work at all. And BYU, they have just. They put themselves in a very, very uh, tenuous slash dangerous position to be in right now. Cause this is a team, speaking of East Carolina, that's probably watching the film, Mike Houston, their head coach. Uh, he's his comments this week, he's obviously playing a lot of respect to BYU saying, Hey, we're traveling across the country. This is a tough place to play, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like it like there's like this kind of like this smirk behind his his kind of a stone faced expression, thinking, yeah but this defense they can't stop anything we're going to go out there and do what we do what we do and why shouldn't they have that mentality why should they not be thinking you know what we're going to go out there and make it over for october for BYU and that that's just That's brutal. So I am hopeful, and this is my my hope, is that not having Christopher Brooks, not having Cody Epps, and by the way, in talking with some folks around the program, I am expecting Cody Epps to miss the the rest of the regular season. I, I just don't see a scenario where he gets back in time to play in the regular season. Bowl game... TBD, but I, I expect him to miss the regu- rest of the regular season. That's kind of a, that's a brutal break for a young man who had an absolutely sensational breakout season. I still think he should be in the running for freshman All American honors, but we'll have to kind of wait and see how that plays out uh, when it comes to the end of the season voting from all those writers who do those type of things. But that's a, that's a tough break for BYU. But in this game, you've got to have a prolific passing attack. Get the ball to Pukunakua. Get the ball to Chase Roberts. I, I don't know on Gunnar Romney's status. I would hope he plays, but TBD on him. Get the ball to Keanu Hill. Let Braden Cosper run a little bit. Get the ball out of there. Jaron Hall, I thought uh, he got a little dinged in that game against Liberty and started sailing his passes high. I'm expecting with another week of rest uh, and obviously getting treatment on that arm. He's still slinging the rock. The hope is he's a little more on point in this game and the receivers have better success getting off of man coverage in this game against East Carolina. Because You can guarantee East Carolina watched that tape against Liberty and said, okay, Liberty locked these dudes up outside of Pucanac Go walk everybody else up, and we'll just take our chances with number 12 over there. And taking your chances with Pukunakua, that seems like a pick your poison type deal, but at the same time, This is going to be a critical, critical game for BYU. I am expecting a little jostling along the offensive line. I actually expect Connor Pay, uh, if everything goes according to what I'm hearing, I would expect him to be in line to start at center once again for BYU in this game with Joe Tukuafu sliding over to right guard uh, in a little bit of a a jumble of BYU's offensive line. I don't think Harris LeChance has necessarily impressed the past few games, but none of the offensive line has impressed most of this year, if we're being honest with ourselves. Really the only guy that has been a standout, if you go by the PFF, grades is Blake Freeland and he's a left tackle so you need you need more than just one offensive lineman to get it done. Clark Barrington's been pretty good but not necessarily as dominant as he has been in seasons past so I expect a little bit of a shuffle along the offensive line and hopefully that can let guys like Miles Davis and Lopini Katoa go out there and do what they do because not having Christopher Brooks in a game like this is just yet another dagger to BYU's hopes in this game. You're going to probably start, I would imagine that Lopini Katoa takes the first snap. I can see Miles Davis getting it but regardless of Whoever gets that first snap, I think their carries will be very, very equal in a matchup like this, but you've got to get some production in the run game. If you run for over 150 yards in this game, and I know that sounds like just a crazy high number, I'd actually really like BYU's chances of winning if they can accomplish that number. Now, do I have the faith that they can accomplish that number? Mm, Not really. I think they can get to 100 yards maybe, but... If they get over 150 yards, they hold the ball for more than 30 minutes time of possession, they get 60 to 70 overall snaps on the offense, I think BYU stands decent odds of winning this football game. But they have not had many of those games this year. They have been out-snapped, out-possessioned in terms of time of possession in almost every game. The BYU's played recently, and that that's a really, really rough deal because that's just squarely on the defense. The defense's inability to get off the field on third downs is completely ridiculous. I think it's 69.77% was the number I had earlier this week for BYU the past three games in terms of third down conversions for the opposing offense. It's frankly abysmal. It is just pathetic. That number, you need to have that number if you want to have a chance in this game. If you can hold uh, East Carolina to under 40% on third in this game, and that seems like a super tall task, that may also be a key to BYU getting a victory in this one, but like I said, I keep saying all these different keys for BYU to win this game what what have they shown on film that gives me the faith that they can do that not really anything, and that—that's the tough pill to swallow. If you're out there trying to get ready for this game, I also expect a little smaller crowd than normal. I would expect somewhere in the fifty to fifty-five thousand range. We've had sixty-plus thousand for most of the home games this year, but we've got state high school playoffs going on tonight. And frankly, BYU's the, the star has fallen. Like the, there's people that are be checking out. They have probably already checked out. Some of you, uh, my numbers don't lie. Some of you have checked out on this BYU football team. So. I don't expect necessarily a full house. I still expect it to be raucous. I'm sure there'll be a, a fair contingent of East Carolina fans making the trip east, uh, excuse me, trip trip west, uh, to see BYU for the first time. Maybe someone came out in that game was back in twenty fifteen when BYU won forty five to thirty-eight, but the biggest thing right now, as I don't care how it comes, just go out there and get a W because that's what BYU needs in absolutely the worst way right now. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some other keys to the game as you round out this edition of the show. also give you some other updates on the weekend ahead for BYU when it comes to their other sports, some of the results from Thursday Night Action. We'll get to all of that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. It's a ton of fun, truly. To do this show, I mean that sincerely when I say that. I just I appreciate each and every one of you for stopping by the show and letting me know what you guys like about the show, all that different stuff. But let's start off with the results from Thursday night. Uh, women's basketball had their first exhibition. They actually hosted Westminster, a Division 2 program from Salt Lake City, and BYU took care of business in that game. Seventy-two to fifty-one was the final. And uh, Lauren Gustin. Folks, if you have not seen Lauren Gustin play basketball, she's an absolute bull in a china shop, and I mean that in the best positive possible way I can mean that. She posted 25 points and 24 rebounds. She nearly had a 25-25 20, 20, game. She had a 20-20, obviously. Monster, monster performance for the junior forward. She's been picked as a preseason All-WCC selection. Really, really good to see uh, for BYU. And obviously, Amber Whiting in her first game, albeit an exhibition, as BYU head coach. Uh, if that had been played in the regular season, I'm just seeing this on BYU's release. Gustin's 24 rebounds would actually would have tied the Marriott Center record held by Tina Gunn-Robinson in 1978 against Colorado State and Wyoming. But that's got obviously an exhibition versus regular season. But I'm not putting it out of the realm of possibility that Lauren Gustin, at some point in this season, uh, she could go for 20 and 20 a, a couple of times, it feels like this year. Women's volleyball got a huge... Huge win sweeping Gonzaga in straight sets, a three, nothing in that one. So huge win for BYU on their home court, uh, for beating the Bulldogs there in West coast conference action, keeping themselves alive in the West coast conference race coming up this weekend. Uh, today, actually this is gonna be happening this morning, 10 a.m. Pacific time. It's 11 a.m. Mountain time. The WCC, uh, conference championships in men's and women's cross country the women's team not necessarily as dominant as they have been in previous seasons looking to capture another WCC crown meanwhile the men's team ranked number two in the country once again this year expected to win the West Coast Conference title and they'll be doing that at Fernhill Park Uh, that is taking place I have no idea where it's actually where's where's Fernhill Park I don't know but uh, it's taking place uh, today so best of luck to both the men's and women's cross country teams in that matchup and then once again tonight the football program in action six o'clock on on ESPN too, if you want to tune into that tomorrow, women's volleyball is going to be hosting Portland. That's at one o'clock Mountain Time at the Smith Fieldhouse. It will be on BYU TV, and also women's soccer hosts Santa Clara at six o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, that's at Southfield, BYU TV, and the BYU TV app, as well as BYU Radio, will have that for you guys as well. So, a lot going on when it comes to BYU sports this weekend, but very much looking forward to all the action out there. That's the fun part about this. This is going to be a little bit shorter of a show because uh, a lot of you probably will be consuming this in the lead up to kickoff in tonight's game. So uh, my keys to the game for BYU to win this one, frankly, go out there and play with some joy, find some motivation, just go out there and get after it. I've seen this team, speaking of BYU football, they have been just absolutely struggling through the season. It seems like they have carried the weight of the world on their shoulders. You know what? Yeah, you were the hunted. Now you're the hunter. You need to go out there and prove to the world that you're not necessarily as bad as you have shown in the past three weeks, but also maybe you're not as good as you w- thought you were to start this season, especially coming off that win over Baylor a month and a half ago. So, Just go out there and find some joy. Go out and play the game that you love and play without a care in the world. That's what I want to see from this BYU team. I just want to see a team that's flying around and having some fun. They have really been so tightly wound. It just feels like that they have been unable to really have any fun this year. And that's... That's no that's no good for a program. This is a BYU team. Think about when Zach Wilson was playing in 2020. I know that the level of competition this year is nothing compared to the 2020 season. This year is much more difficult than that BYU has faced. But in that 2020 season, think of how loose BYU was playing in those games. And that's what BYU needs to get back to. Like I said, if they can run for 150 yards, you win the time of possession battle, you get yourself 60 to 70 offensive snaps. I like BYU's chances in this game, but at the same time, BYU's defense in particular has to get out there and stop East Carolina. If they don't do that, I don't have a good feeling about this. But I've got a feeling in me that BYU's just desperate enough to grind this out. So my prediction for this game, BYU 28, East Carolina 27. Like I said, it doesn't matter how it comes, just get the W. That is what matters. That's got to be the message from Kalani Satake to his guys. Go out there and win this game. Could it be a game where BYU gets their doors absolutely blown off by East Carolina? abso freaking But I've got faith that BYU might be just desperate enough in this game to channel a little bit of that energy, find some joy, find some extra motivation, and go out there and get the win on their home field and avoid an 0 for October for BYU. That would just be abysmal considering, like I said, a month ago they were 4-1 and and nationally ranked. To be 4-5 and at the end of the next month, whew, uh, shudder at the prospect but we'll do a postcast edition after tonight's game no matter what happens win loss draw that doesn't exact exist anymore in college football but nonetheless we'll have it for you late tonight enjoy the game out there obviously like I said sending your comments throughout the game on social media Facebook Instagram or Twitter search out locked on Cougars you also can email the show locked on byU at gmail.com or send them to me at my own Twitter feed Jacob C hatch is the handle there if you want to reach out to me directly on my personal account that's gonna do it for today's show a big thank you once again for making a your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. It's so much fun to do what I do and a big thank you for being a part of it. Want to encourage you guys to make your second listen our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. It's a great product getting you ready for the weekend ahead in Big 12 sports, especially football. Josh Neighbors got you covered top to bottom. Check that out free and available wherever you get your podcast just like this one or also on YouTube. Until tonight, early tomorrow morning, we'll be back with you guys. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.